It's Leif Erikson Day in Tokyo. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, we definitely have to talk about that then. Oh my god. It's Leif Erikson Day in Tokyo. Oh my freaking god. <laughs> I'm so excited. everyone and welcome to the AdCast, a podcast for the study of modern visual culture. I'm your hot-blooded Banning Rescue Renu. And I'm your wanted fugitive Madobanish Soup. <laughs> this week, Ad stands for Atsui Tamashi because we'll be talking about Promare. Hella! <laughs> I'm so excited. I love the frick out of this movie. Uh. A good movie. Ooh. Good movie. <laughs> but before we jump into Fire and Flames, uh, what have you been up to? <laughs> so surprisingly, I have not been playing a ton of Fire Emblem. I'm actually really shocked to hear that. <laughs> yeah, I haven't done a ton of it since I, I got back from Oregon. Mm -hmm. I played a chapter, basically. Um, mm -hmm. But... Uh, I think yesterday I started playing Destiny 2 because oh. uh, now the game is free to play, basically. Like, they oh, have funny. a pretty decent amount of content that you can play for free yeah. uh, before you have to, like, really buckle down and buy, like, an expansion or anything. Like, there's a there's a very decent chunk of it that you can play for sure. Mm. Um, but my friend was kind enough to buy me the expansion today. Mm -hmm. Despite my great protests, so... Um, oh, that's nice. I guess I'll make my way through Destiny 2 when I'm not, you know, uh, doing the podcast or, like, <laughs> Overwatch. Right, that's right. So, the new season of uh, the Overwatch tournament I was in uh, last... I, I was going to say last year, but it was really, like, months ago, actually. It was not last year at all. Well, that... Uh, is a new season has started of that, so now I'm on um, a team for that. Um, so that's that's pretty fun. So we're mm -hmm. doing, I think it's season four or five of GGNA. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's uh, we we basically smashed together two teams that got to the finals of uh, the beginner division last season, mm -hmm. and now we're in the intermediate division. So that's kind of funny. Oh, we've sort that's of, nice. We've sort of got tied into a. Um, you know, uh, a better team, I guess. Hmm. So yeah, that's um, that's that's mostly what I've been up to, like, just Destiny, really. Um, and that's only been the last like two days of my life. Other than that, I've been playing Grand Blue and like, oh, okay. So I did work on the house a bunch because we had to um, essentially, uh, put floorboards down um on uh the upstairs room. Because there's only mm -hmm. one upstairs room, and if we get that sort of covered in, um, you know, the the wood flooring, then it becomes instantly livable, right? Mm -hmm. And I think I, I think my dad finished that up like yesterday. But yeah, we spent most of the day doing that while uh, other people 
that my dad hired built a deck to replace the old one uh, because the old one was pretty bad. So, mm-hmm. you know, all in all, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty decent progress. The house is looking a lot better, and this is basically more or less the end of the work that we have to do. Like, I think my dad might have to do something to the stairs to to make sure that they're um, consistent with the rest of the uh, the house. But other than that, like. We just have to wait until the house is leveled before we can actually do anything else to it. So, yeah. But for, for the moment, it's pretty pretty livable, honestly. Um, and okay. And it sounds like my parents want to start spending their weekends there, possibly. Ooh. So, yeah. You know, that's um, that's that's what I've been up to. My my body is still really <laughs> sore from, from that. <laughs> like, like, I worked for, like, two days in a row. And it was, like, I, I literally, on Sunday, I worked. Mm-hmm. And then... I ate dinner, like, we went to buy groceries and ate dinner on a tiny grill, and Mm -hmm. then I drove home, took a shower, and then immediately got on to play (laughs) D&D. So my schedule was was packed from, like, 9 a.m. to whenever I went to sleep, which was, like, 1 or 2 in the morning, so... yeah. You know, uh, that's that's whatever. That's uh, that's fine. I have um, a convention coming up as well. Uh, tomorrow, I am departing from my home and going. I'm basically making the same drive I would to my my parents' like house. Um, but I'm going to I'm going to Big Bad Con, which is like a local uh, small tabletop uh, convention. Um, oh. They. Uh, it's like it's a crowdfunding convention, so it's really cool. It's run by um, a guy named Sean Nittner, who's who's really neat, um, very cool guy in the uh, tabletop sort of sphere, like the design sphere. So, yeah, I think that's gonna be fun. A lot of my a lot of my friends from that sort of um, space are gonna be there, uh, and we're just gonna we're gonna hang out, have a good time. Yeah, so that that'll be fun. Which means, of course, that I will have to edit the podcast tonight. So that it will be up in time on Friday, which will be hilarious. But you know what? That's just that's just how it be. That's you know, in the name of fun, you know. <laughs> so you don't have to worry over the weekend, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, that's mostly what I've been up to. It's nothing, nothing too grand, nothing too uh, interesting. I still haven't gotten that job because. They are still trying to open the position. God, they because you know the they government. are always but slow. Like it takes months, dude. It really does, and I I really didn't expect it to take three months, but apparently it did. So legit though. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, but at least at least it's like they're still in contact with me. So there's like a very like very good yeah, chance. That's that, a like, really I'm good sign hired, that so. they're keeping up with you. So, yeah. Well, I'm I'm also keeping up with them, and they're like, yeah, we're just trying to open the position, you know. We're, okay, we're good. Hopefully, like, we wanted to be back to you earlier, but it didn't work out that way, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So okay. I'm still here doing okay. stuff. Um, yeah, you know, playing too much D&D probably. Oh, last session was spicy, and it's going to only get spicier. <laughs> excited it was fun (laughs) i'm I'm glad i'm glad you had a good time um sometimes i'm I'm enjoying it (laughs) sometimes i feel like i have a little bit of trouble moving the spotlight um harder than um than others might like 
sometimes I worry like, well, you know, is this character not getting enough like, you know, time in the in the spotlight? I can I can sense you making a conscientious effort to like make sure that everyone's included and I appreciate it. Like it's not done in like a heavy handed way. It's done in like a, you know, this person deserves some limelight too kind of way. Yeah. And I, I obviously I want to make sure that everything yeah. develops sort of right. uh, even yeah, if exactly. not at the same time, like concurrently. Yeah. Right. Like they don't right. have to all develop at the same time. It's just, you know. So yeah, I'm I'm really excited for where that's gonna go. Uh mm-hmm. I really enjoy having a game that's a little bit more structured, a little bit like uh, like with people that sort of expect a more structured experience, because um, some people, like some groups, really like the like open ended. You know, we'll do whatever we want. We'll we'll do this, and it always ends up sort of, you know, we're gonna do a bounty, and now we're gonna do another bounty, and like, you know, you have to sort of find some way to connect all of that into into an interesting narrative, and it's pretty. I don't know when I don't have time for it, it's pretty difficult. Um, but it can it can be interesting. But I'm glad that like we're having like a more structured experience and that you guys are more uh, interested in that. So, yeah, it felt like when things were a little bit like we could do whatever we wanted, we, we almost floundered a bit because our characters are a little bit aimless right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, some of that's, them are at least. <laughs> that's the problem. A lot of people kind of um, yeah. encounter with open-ended uh, games is that yeah. because there's no, nothing really to latch onto. Um, yeah. Like, I tried to provide hooks here and there, and luckily some of the characters have things that they really want to do. Um, yes. But if you have a bunch of characters that are, like, sort of just there for the ride and, like, there's nothing really that they they necessarily want to get. Like, I'm glad that at least half of the characters have been created with really strong attachments and, like, vendettas. <laughs> <laughs> and like deep-seated emotional issues like that's that's where the fun stuff is yeah so yeah um speaking speaking of tabletops like our game is going pretty fun Hmm. i'm having a good time yeah <laughs> yeah sometimes i feel like i should prepare more for it and then sometimes it's just kind of like eh. <laughs> like, i mean I'm, you- <laughs> I'm gonna be honest sometimes even i get to to a point where i'm just like there's like so little I can really prepare for this because I don't really know what they're gonna do, and that's that's fair. Uh, as a DM, there's only so much you can do, really. There's only and, so much I can, uh, yeah. you know, predict. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm having a good time with that. Um, okay. I unfortunately have not made it to one of my D and D games in like three or four weeks just because I've been so busy. Oh. Because <laughs> I. Obviously, I've been forced to work on the house, and (laughs) I don't want to say no to the entire weekend because my I don't have a job, so that's not a good look, really. Right. Um, And I don't really have a lot of leverage in that regard. And like, I just kind of have to to come to terms with it because now that the tournament has started. Uh, the games are Friday and Saturday at uh, 5 p.m. my time. And so, like, I don't want to flake on that, but I will probably have to just because um, my schedule is is so just absolutely jam-packed, which is kind of a bummer, honestly. Like, I wish... I wish it wasn't that that packed uh around the weekends but that's when everybody wants to do stuff so um unfortunately uh 
I thought it would work out because last season, the games on Saturday were really early in the morning. They were like 10 or 11 in the morning. Mm. Um, but this season, they're at 5 p.m. Um, so that cuts into my D&D time most likely because it should technically start at 3 and then we go for three or four hours, so I would have to lop off the last hour. Um, and even then, I would still be late to the game. So, like, I don't want to do that. Like, I, I I, would rather just halfway commit by doing it, like, full-time one one week and then the next week um, something else. But obviously, that uh, becomes even more complicated when I have things like Big Bad Con um, taking up my weekend, so. Yeah, you are... You're- like triple booking yourself <laughs> i am i am legitimately so tired <laughs> like i don't have a job but i am so tired. yeah <laughs> you don't have a job but you managed to keep busy so that's good <laughs> yeah and just on top to, of that i've just picked know. up destiny 2 which is basically like an mmo i yeah. in two days reached 899 power which is one below 900 which is the soft power cap uh which is when i can start doing like actual stuff for real items <laughs> uh-huh so um i'm i'm kind of looking forward to that actually that's going to be pretty fun uh, i have okay. i know basically nothing about destiny other mm-hmm. than your space wizards with guns right and that's about it so i don't i don't know even less than that so <laughs> there you go that's uh <laughs> It's a fun time, though, and I mean, okay. you can pick it up at any point because uh, the starting sort of uh, area and story, like, they give mm-hmm. you the first year's worth of um, stories basically for free, and then the year two DLC, or the year two expansion, um, and the year three expansion, mm-hmm. I think. Um, either that or, I'm getting this all sort of jumbled up, but like, they give you a good amount of content to start to like sink your teeth into. Um, okay. So it doesn't ever at some at any point feel like you have to purchase any of the expansions. It is mm-hmm. nice if you do, because mm-hmm. um, you get some some more content. But you know that's just how it be. Okay. Anyway, I, um, yeah, I I actually got a free copy of Destiny Two when I pre-ordered oh, one of the Yakuza games. <laughs> what? That's so weird. What? It was so bizarre. Like that doesn't just, make any sense. No, it doesn't. Like I went to go pick up my game, and then it came with two games, and I was like, "What is this?" And I, and then it said Destiny Two came with it for free because as a pre-order bonus. Uh, That's but so really, weird. I was like, "What? Why with my Yakuza game?" <laughs> those those two games have wildly differing tones, and also, right. I've. Hmm. I mean, you did get a whole full game for your game. But uh, yeah, but pretty I much no everything in that game in is free now. It. Like it's still in its shrink wrap because I haven't played it at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, fair enough. Uh, I I think it's fun, and okay, it good. means that I'm gonna have to put Grand Blue sort of on the back burner. But whatever. <laughs> it's fine. Can, you need I to vary it up once in a while. Yeah, I, I, I need to. I need to to vary it up. What have you been up to? Um, not as much as you. <laughs> I uh-huh. have officially started Inktober. We're about a week in, and I'm already oh, yeah. mega behind. <laughs> yeah, such is such is the case with these things. I tried Nano Remo like four years in a row in high school. Oh, yeah? and it just never panned out. The farthest oh, I got was like 
I don't know, like 2,000 words. I've tried NaNoWriMo too, and yeah, I didn't get very far. I might try it this year. Oh, really? Maybe. Do you do you have like a a story or whatever in mind that you'd want to try with? I would just pick up the one that I tried the other time. <laughs> this took me four NaNoWriMo's to write, but I got it. <laughs> right. It doesn't it doesn't matter how slow it is as long as you don't stop doing it. Right, exactly. There you I'll go. probably start over from scratch though, um, oh. because I, th- I think my writing has changed somewhat drastically in four years. Oh, okay, I mean, I imagine it's changed at least a little. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. So Inktober. That's that's a thing. It's at least like because of the time shortage that I'm running into. Like I've tailored down my ambitions quite a bit, and I've mm, just mm-hmm. become more accepting of the fact that. It's going to look ugly. <laughs> and, but the important thing is, is that I'm drawing more I was going to say, that the important thing is that you do it. Yeah, because I've, in the past, I'd say like two months or so, I've been, uh, you know, traveling a lot. But also, like, wh- while I've been at home, I haven't been motivated to draw much at all. And so I think this is right. going to be a good kick in the butt to to get that going. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, in the meantime, I am still waiting for the Persona collab to drop in Star Ocean. And and what's funny about it, I for, kind of forgot to mention this, is that one of the characters that they'll be uh, having in the collab is Kasumi, the, the girl from Royal, the new character. Oh, so okay. So I think it's hilarious that I could end up playing with Kasumi in my mobile game before, Before I even touched yeah. <laughs> Persona 5 Royal. <laughs> I mean, to, to be fair, I have Joker in Grand Blue Fantasy, and I've never actually played Persona 5 personally. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, you're right. So, you <laughs> but know. But at least he came out, like, after Persona 5, right? Came out. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> is there, like, is there going to be, like, a, a story to go with it? Like, a collab story? Yeah, or is it just... yeah it's going to have okay. a little collab story, which I'm excited about, too. So. All right. Nice. I don't know how they're going to tie a space fiction with Persona 5 Royal. Do you know what? But it's, it'll be fun. <laughs> it's okay. Literally, anytime there is a Grand Blue collab, it's always just, oh, we have a dream, and then we wake up in the sky world. Maybe Ooh. they'll do that. Maybe they'll wake up <laughs> somehow somehow being summoned onto our spaceship, because that's how all of our Star Ocean characters got you on there. They got summoned wake on. up in space. Yeah, they wake up in space, and, you know, <laughs> it's not that odd, I guess. Considering they had a whole space dungeon, right, in Persona 5, so I guess, you know. Yeah, that's that's true, that. yeah. <laughs> Phantom Thieves in space. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that, and, yeah, that's basically all I've been up to is Inktober and trying to sleep and make time for inktober still well that's that's admirable (laughs) thank you (laughs) because god knows i'm bad at managing my time (laughs) i'm glad you're self-aware though (laughs) i i do so many things at once that i like always have to compromise on something like if it was up to me i would be reading way more book Mm-hmm. But I just am not. And I think 
to to get to the point where because the thing is my mind the way that it works is i have to Mm -hmm. cue things up Mm -hmm. so that i do it like one at a time or else i will never do anything Mm -hmm. so i have to finish fire emblem before i can start reading books which is weird (laughs) but you set fire emblem aside for other games I know, that's why it's weird! <laughs> so why can't you set aside other games for books? Oh, <laughs> uh, because my attention span isn't that good. <laughs> uh, it's alright, you know. Every now and then I have to check in on you and be like, give up one thing you're doing right now so you can balance your life better. <laughs> yeah, I will probably have to cancel one of my D&D games a week. It will not be ours. And it will not be my Friday game. And it probably won't be my Saturday game, because that's the only time I regularly see the people that actually live in my town. So it will probably be my Thursday game. I must have forgotten that you had four concurrent games going on. (laughs) Yeah, so literally on a a week where I have all my D&D, it's Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday afternoon, Sunday night. I was some for some reason under the impression that you only had two, which included ours. So I'm gonna say you need to cut on one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the Thursday one is the e- most easily cutable because like half of the players just want to play Destiny anyway, so we'll just play Destiny probably. Just play Destiny, yes. Just <laughs> um, pick one thing. <laughs> but yeah, my Friday game has been continuing un unbroken since okay high school. Oh, that's lovely. I'm glad you guys have been able to keep up with that. And my Saturday game is with some different high school friends that mm-hmm. I don't see super often. Mm-hmm. Even though they live in my town. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. And then Sunday, I get to see all of you lovely people, which is nice. Woo! I also think that's the game I'm the most invested in, so. Oh, really? <laughs> Well, because, like, you know, my Saturday game, it's like a drop-in, drop-out game, and I just don't have the time to, like, really engage with it as hard as uh, other people might be able to. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Thursday game, I'm running, but, you know, it's kind of a whatever bullshit game. Like, it's we have fun there, basically. Uh-huh. Uh, and my Friday game is the game that I've been playing for, um, like, DMing for and playing in the longest, uh, con- like unbroken um but it's also my friend's like first time dming so you know we're also just there to have a good time basically right right that's fair yeah i i think like narratively the most engaging one is is the sat uh the sunday game rather um just because you know we get to make a story together and also like (laughs) all all of the people that we're playing with used to be in the same role play group (laughs) Yeah, so like <laughs> we have so much experience playing like role playing games with each other yeah. that it, it's pretty naturally like it's a pretty natural like um you know place for our group to end up really. I I do enjoy picking up the chemistry even though we all have quite different characters from, you know, our original group or whatever. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> the fact that we can just like pick up dynamics just right back up is is really fun. <laughs> yeah. I I think it I think it's a good time. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've also been playing some Borderlands 3, uh and I've not finished it yet because my friends are just never alive. 
Okay. <laughs> but I can I think I can pretty conclusively say that it's just not as engaging as Borderlands 2 was, which is interesting. Oh, I I have heard things that like the plot isn't I guess as It's not as it's not as good. And I right. I've definitely talked about why. Yeah. Uh, and part of it is because you know, there's no real likable characters, but part of it is right. also the antagonists not just not being as good, honestly. Right. Like Handsome Jack was a great a great antagonist. Like right. a great he main was like antagonist. the star. That's yeah, so. that's the impression that I got at least from what I watched of Tales from the Borderlands. It's like you know, it's it's like when you when you watch um like part three of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and they're like fighting Dio. Yeah. And you're like, Whoa! Whoa my god! And then like <laughs> you get to part eight and there's no central antagonist, period. <laughs> and you're like <laughs> I'm here for everything except for the fact that I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> and that's a lot of what Borderlands 3 feels like, where it's just like, eh. I right. like that I'm here in the space, I, right. uh, but there's nothing to guide me and nothing for me to, like, necessarily cling to. Right. But I do think part eight of JoJo's is better than Borderlands 3. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> Comparative to like, like part eight of JoJo's compared to other JoJo's parts. Yes. And Borderlands compared to other Borderlands games. There's um, there's less of a gap. Yeah. I think Borderlands 3 is probably like maybe a little bit better than Borderlands 1 in terms of story, but Borderlands 1 had almost no story, so. <laughs> it's not a, a high it's hurdle not a, to not a high bar. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. What, what else have you been up to? I mean, honestly, it's been it. I've been having trouble, like, trying to manage my time. Okay, fair enough. What little I have, so. <laughs> yeah. I think that'll probably be how it is the rest of the month. <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. That is just how it be. Yeah. Yeah. Should we get to talking about our our hot topic of, of the podcast? <laughs> let's Let's get right into it, because this is, you know... Uh, it's, uh, you know, lighting up my, my burning firefighter spirit. Oh my God. If I have to hear him say his freaking <laughs> burning soul, oh, I will lose it. <laughs> no, it's so good. I love it. It's really not. I, oh God. <laughs> it's good for like the first, you know, like three, five times. And then he says it for like the 12th time. And I'm like, done. I'm laying on the theater floor. Like, please end me. <laughs> It's so good. Okay. So, we're going to talk about Promare this week, and Promare is a feature-length animated film co-produced by Trigger and X-Flag. It was directed by Hiroyuki Imaishi, who was a key, who was a key animator on Evangelion, and it was written by Kazuki Nakashima, who was the head writer for Kill la Kill. So, you know, prime trigger. Like, this is... <laughs> this is prime trigger. Uh, the music is by uh, Hiroyuki Sawano, because... I mean, of course. Like, why of course not? It is. Why wouldn't <laughs> like, it be? If you need an anime composer for your like yeah. big action movie, it's yep. it's Hiroyuki Sawano. There's him. no one else apparently. <laughs> him like, or Bust. <laughs> there's there's only apparently okay. This is the impression I get is that there's only like two or three Japanese composers for anime. One is Hiroyuki Sawano, and one of them is uh, Nobuo Umematsu, and he only does like Final Fantasy stuff. <laughs> Uh, 
I have a hard time arguing with you. (laughs) That's what it feels like, honestly. Um, Sometimes it just feels like that. (laughs) Anyway, uh, the setup for the movie is that 30 years ago, people started mutating fire powers and then caused an enormous hell blaze that destroyed pretty much the entire planet. And then we did the whole, well, you suck, and we oppressed them. And then a terrorist group rose up because, of course, it did. And they're called Mad Burnish. Madobanish. Mm-hmm. And now we're here. <laughs> like, that's that's literally it. <laughs> yeah. That's the setup for the movie. Yeah. There's terrorists it's, and firefighters that fight the terrorists that set the fires. It's pretty straightforward, you know? <laughs> Which honestly is good because, like, I feel like when Trigger gets overcomplicated, it doesn't, doesn't go well. Like... Obviously, I mean, <laughs> obviously, Evangelion was was fine, but like that's such a different story than like anything they've done since they've left Gainax. Yeah, Ev- Evangelion is it, it started off like kind of kind of complex, and then it got really complex, and then with this movie, it started off like uber simple, and then Trigger just had to, like, swirl that hot cauldron of, of freaking science. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't even care that much about it. I think it was fun. By the way, if you're not aware, this is not a spoiler-friendly podcast. We'll be We're gonna spoil deep diving in this movie. Yeah. I feel like it's been a while since we said that, so uh, there's your yeah. disclaimer. Here it okay. is. So, uh, I guess we can just start with, before we jump into the a mess of plot. Uh, let's <laughs> jump into the uh, the most obvious selling point of this movie, which is the animation. Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it okay. It is probably the best animated thing that I've seen. Like, I don't. I don't know. Honestly, I don't. Sort of the stranger, like. <laughs> I, I think i have to reach that far back because <laughs> like yeah I don't, I don't know yeah i think in terms of recent years and and what's come out of like japan in terms of animated movies this is definitely like top tier animation like you yeah. would be hard pressed to as, think of something as, better out of as recent. far as all like high budget like animated yeah. action anime movie yeah. Like, there's no comparing this to really anything else that has come out in years. Right. Like, obviously, things like um, Kimetsu no Yaiba have really good animation for being television animation to the point where, um, because it's so consistently good, like, that's a different conversation to have. But, like, oh, my God. Trigger was like, we're going to do a movie. Yeah. And we're going to do a movie the way that we will do a movie, which is to say we will take the animation dial and we will crank it up to 24. Yeah. (laughs) Like, this is a 1 to 10 (laughs) dial and we're going (laughs) to... I think the last time I was this moved by an animation uh, out of Japan, because obviously I've seen Spider-Verse and that... Right, exactly. ...blew my mind, but was probably maybe a silent voice... Because that was pretty, but in a very different way. Right. Uh, probably like in the exact opposite it's, spectrum it of is, Trigger. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I think you're completely spot on there, actually. Like, I think Trigger and KyoAni are exactly like polar opposites in terms of how good <laughs> their their anime is. Because they're both amazing quality animation. But like yes. 
Studio Trigger is just like, we're going to make this the most fun thing you've ever seen with your human eyeballs. We're going to make sure that you can't blink anymore. Whereas KyoAni is so good at, like, um, making everything gorgeous and, like, post-processing it to a point where it looks like every scene is like a painting. Yes. Whereas Trigger's like, we're going to move this shit so fast you can't blink. (laughs) Yeah, you have to watch every single frame. (laughs) Like and we you're gonna want to absorb this, <laughs> yeah. like s- so many times. You're gonna want to watch. You're gonna want to buy the Blu-ray just to watch the anime over exactly. and over again. That's that's exactly what I want to do. <laughs> I want to buy the Blu-ray for this movie so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a Blu-ray player. I just want to see it. <laughs> yeah. So um. I like I don't even know where to begin with how good the animation is. It's like it's amazingly dynamic. It's fluid. Yeah. It it yep. flows just absolutely perfectly. The effects yep. are just beautifully contrasted yep. against the like actual um I guess you would say like rigs like the models. Like Yes. I think it was a very interesting choice to not make any of the fire red. Yes. And I think it worked really well. I think it worked beautifully. It was stunning. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. And it still stays very readable. Like, yes, it does. Mm-hmm. I think the thing about. OK, so the thing about it is when you watch the like um, action scenes, which when I say action scenes, I mean, the whole movie is is one action scene. <laughs> like there's action, action, action. And then like a little tiny breather before the whole rest of the movie is just fighting. <laughs> <laughs> which i i love because that's what i uh-huh. want from a movie and that's what uh-huh. i want from a studio trigger movie uh-huh um but like even though like because they did a lot of um 3d animation in this movie to the point mm-hmm. where everything looks a little bit 3d all the time mm-hmm. like they did a ton of sweeping perspective shots and it yes. looks so good really good and they have like so many like long camera shots of just pure action. It's crazy. I'm like, have yeah. they cut the camera once during the sequence? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think that's that's the thing though, is they aside from those like cut-ins where they like show the mechs and then the people's faces and they kind of flash that over and over again. Yeah. Like they do that a couple times. But aside yeah. from that, because they hold the camera shot for so long, it's such a readable fight. Oh, I love it. Yes, because you, you, you just get to follow the, the motions and the combat and you not have to worry about like... almost <sighs> never lose track of where the actors are on the screen. Exactly, yes. Like, this movie has been engineered to sheer perfection in terms of how good the animation is because mm-hmm. any faster and you cannot follow it. Yes. A- any mm-hmm. slower and it might not be as satisfying. Yep. I agree, 100%. Like, the the weight of the animation is so good, too. Like, they're, when they're in mechs, they're in mechs. Boy, <laughs> it's really fast, but they're in mechs, yeah. and it's so yeah. heavy. It's so yeah. meaty. <laughs> meaty. Meaty. The last time I felt this wowed by, like, giant robots punching each other was the first time yeah. I watched Pacific Rim. Uh-huh. I mean, I guess it wasn't giant robots punching each other. It was robots they punching were robots. monsters. Yeah. But, like, yeah. you know, there are obviously, that's 
structured more like a classic movie where you have like big fight set set pieces and then you have like um the more character focused scenes whereas promare is almost like almost all action like i would say about 80 to 90 percent of it is is action scenes right and like i think that really works for for this Mm -hmm. movie Mm -hmm. and i think it's very much like becoming a, a a sign of like it's it's it is the trigger signature because it's basically the same the story that they've been doing for the last like 20 years they will never stop <laughs> i feel like at this point unless their staff changes enormously they're just going to keep doing what they love and the the people <laughs> who like inevitably move on from from trigger it when if they do are just gonna do the same thing in a different they're gonna do the same thing at the next studio (laughs) right like they just want to animate giant mechs doing lots of cool fights and you know what that's incredibly valid i will watch an entire three-hour movie with just that i promise you (laughs) yeah oh boy the animation is gorgeous it's beautiful, and I was sitting there counting, like, how many styles of art have I seen in this, in the first 15 minutes? Because <laughs> 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 there was CG, which was obviously great from the from the uh, mech side, which was uh, animated by uh, Sans again, who recently did Fire Emblem Three Houses. Yes, which and, a lot of it uh, looks quite good. Um, yeah, I haven't seen any of it, but I'm trusting your judgment. (laughs) Well, they didn't. So (laughs) they, Uh the thing is, I honestly couldn't tell you because I I don't think I've seen about 30% of the (laughs) cutscenes because I played the fucking route that doesn't have any cutscenes. Well, here you go. (laughs) Oh, well, I'm playing the one that I think has the most cutscenes next. uh, I'm in the middle of that one. Yeah, right. I think some of it looks good. Some of the bigger set pieces look better than some of the smaller ones. Like the dance, like the ball one could be a little bit better, but overall it's pretty, pretty proficient. Um, okay. But their work in Promare is like stunning. It's good. Oh, it's amazing. Um, they also apparently collabed a bit with uh, Studio Kara, which we all know is from the Evangelion, all the rebuilds and whatnot. Man, the rebuilds also no look so good. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so you know that they had top tier quality mech CGI. So, so, so good. So good. They even had freaking pixel art, which I was a little shook by. Oh um, yeah! During the the scenes where she's looking through her scope and she's looking at their heat signatures or whatever, that's all pixel art. I thought that was super cute. I was like, oh my god, this is adorable! How how dare you combine another style of art in the Zimmer already beautiful anime? <laughs> 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 That's true. Uh, of course they had uh you know hand-drawn 2d animation in compositing with all the 3d goodness they had freaking graphic design-esque backgrounds that you know the kind of style that you might see in like stuff like firewatch and all that right um, yeah yeah very like geometric but stunning color palettes that kind of thing like if you if you remember the scene where they're on the ice lake and the sun is rising, and yeah, while, while I did. I did notice talking, that it was it was yeah. like that. Yeah, the the backgrounds yeah. are quite stunning. Yes, yes, like very very beautiful. 
There's freaking... not a there's not a piece of this movie that looks bad. Like not a right. single one. There was like I think there were a couple of instances where I saw that they had drastically simplified the character uh renderings um to basically what you would see like if they were to do like an animation series you know kind of like if there was like a transitional scene or whatever you kind of draw the characters very like wow there they are you can recognize them from their silhouettes right um but those were during like plot times or something like you know when they were entering the cave and the the secret cave of the scientist guy or whatever um there were a couple moments where it's just like I can see where they saved on budget during those points, and I don't mind it <laughs> because this is yeah, an important action I, scene. <laughs> I don't, I don't mind it, and honestly, it didn't even yeah. look that bad. It didn't even look that bad, exactly. Yeah, so I have was nothing very bad to say about this animation, like at all. <laughs> yeah, I, like I honestly think it might be one of the most flawless pieces of animation I've watched since since Spider Verse. Like yeah. Spider Verse and Promare, definitely. Yeah right there yeah yep yep 100 percent. yeah yeah i think uh yeah i mean I, I think that about covers it like the animation is so so good and like there is uh, this might be the like inner 12 year old in my heart but mm-hmm. there is just nothing better than watching like mechs bash into each other with like really yeah. heavy sort of meaty punches like mm-hmm. it's so good it's so good and the fact is is that even if you hate studio trigger or whatever you've never liked their works and whatnot i feel like this the animation in this movie is worth watching regardless i of where i, you I would from. tend to agree and i think that yeah. even like the general trigger conventions that you have are yes. toned down a little bit and refined like there's not a ton of fan service there isn't aside from the fact that uh gallo goes the entire movie without wearing a shirt basically there's there's one scene where like there's like one sequence where he wears a shirt and it's where he has to put the metal on (laughs) yeah there's uh, there's him and then there is Ina who is definitely there. She exists basically as a fan service model, like, but even she's not that bad. I was going to say there's like one butt shot right in the beginning and then yeah, from then on it's like kind of whatever. Right. And then there's a there's a more close up shot of her kind of towards the end. You get to see all her curves and whatnot and it's like, "All right." And then she's of course in the uh <laughs> the darling in the Franks pose. Um, yeah, when she, whenever she's in her, you know, fire truck mech, <laughs> but that's it. And considering this is Studio Trigger we're talking about, and the writer for Kill Kill, right? That's uh, downright conservative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I'm wondering if they intended to do that because it felt like this movie could potentially be approachable for a much younger audience. I think right? so. I th- I think yeah. the idea was that they were supposed to market it towards a more general audience, and I think that was a good choice. Mm-hmm. And thank God for that. That the only like real fan service that we get is like two small shots, and then we have like Gallo being a himbo the entire movie. <laughs> himbo! Oh my god, I've never heard that term. <laughs> You've before. never heard that? That's my I favorite can't... new word. <laughs> I can't believe you just. He's extremely a himbo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah. 
yeah, I, I honestly think that this is probably one of the most approachable uh, trigger works. Yeah. Aside from Little Witch Academia. Yeah. Unless you're like, like, I don't know. Maybe if the flashing lights would like, you know, off of like trigger something in you or, or like um, maybe if you just get motion sick really easily, like I can imagine <laughs> that might be a problem. But like really, even if you don't like trigger works generally, this is such a good one to watch. Yeah. Because yeah. like the animation is ridiculous. It's re- at least at the very least for the animation. So you can just see what they accomplished. Just give it a go. <laughs> like it might be, it might be like the, one of the best pieces of animation of of the decade. Yeah, yeah. Like we're rapidly approaching 2020 now, and I I think that this really is like taking the crown yeah. at, at the last yeah. minute. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, obviously the music is by Hiroyuki Sawano. Uh, music cues are. Obviously on point. Anytime something cool happens, you get the oh, sauna. God. You get the sauna just... drop, and it's like bah, bah, burr, 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 burr. <laughs> so you know it's it's real sauna drop hours for sure. Everything you would come to expect from Hiroyuki Sawano, like very like new new uh sort of punchy sort of electric mm-hmm. music, mm-hmm. um kind of wubby, but not in like an extreme like dubstep house way. Very yeah. like it, it fits like it, it very much fits like if if you're gonna if you're gonna make mechs punch each other you might as well get Hiroyuki Sawano to to score it like <laughs> pretty straightforward <laughs> I will say the music goes really fucking hard and I want to listen to the soundtrack basically forever I mean obviously and oh my god when freaking Leo's theme comes on the uh, Kakuse so by Superfly oh my god so i got good. chills dude it was so good so good uh. i mean it's such it's such a simple thing to do to have it just be like okay here's your character here's their theme bam uh. but like uh, it's executed just flawlessly it's so yes. good yes so good <sighs> okay let's uh let's talk yeah. about characters there's not a lot of them <laughs> <laughs> Even though there are a lot of them. Exactly. <laughs> this is a great way to summarize it. <laughs> and you know what? To be honest, I think that's fine. Really? Like, I, I I wanted a bit more. I'm going to be wanted, honest. Okay. I, I do think that a, like, extended version, like, 30 minutes to an hour longer and, like, more of the supporting cast involved would have been mm-hmm. just great. But it, as as yeah. what it is now... It's pretty good. Yeah, as it is now, it's good. I I would have liked for them to have managed the time a bit better. And in the, I guess, laggier times where it felt like the pace dropped a lot, I would have wanted to see more characterization, at least in more subtle ways, if not more obvious ways. Like rather than having our homeboy yell about his burning soul for the 10th time. <laughs> Maybe have him yell something else or have him, you know, talk, interact a bit more with the other characters. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I felt like they had a lot of missed opportunities where instead of yelling, repeating basically the same lines that would characterize them in the same way, they could have done a little bit something differently to kind of round out the characters a bit better. I think, I think to be fair, 
like they are working in a very restrained um sort of uh space and oh yeah of course i think the choice like because like i i agree that like i would have liked to have seen more from like the the commanding officers of like mad burnish and yeah um you know the 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 burning rescue team although yeah so what's really <laughs> they i think they had more planned for them and they just ran out of like runtime basically like we don't want this movie to be three hours because uh... if you actually look at the um uh the like character details in like yes. the the art book i hear it gets really fucking weird like the <laughs> the, the the mad burnish commanders are from from australia and one oh. of them is one of them turned um burnish in dallas and the other in florida oh um fun well, fact yeah. Leo Leo turned Burnish in Detroit, and that's what they named their bikes after. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> and uh, I yeah yeah. Apparently, there's like a whole thing about um, Remy, the the character with the glasses, being in a relationship yeah. with an alligator. Okay, but the Let's alligator <laughs> becomes the rat Remy or whatever or uh, uh, whatever it's called. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I see. That's the thing about it is that these the characters that they made like design wise at least feel very like strong like they are so well designed and i feel like yeah, there's a lot of I, things to them that just never get touched on at all yeah like, that I, they they had already established but they just don't go into i think i think trigger's really good at making very punchy character designs that like immediately can kind of convey oh, yeah, to you what they're about like yeah i Definitely agree they could have done more with the characters, but I understand why they didn't. Yes, I I completely understand why they didn't, but I think they they could have. And they I feel like it was could have, like yeah. just like the slightest missed opportunity because it when the characters get introduced in the first, you know, 15, 20 minutes of the movie, like my excitement level is like at freaking eleven out of like 12 out of 10 like it was like i was so excited and i was like oh my god the action oh my god these characters they all look cool and ah, oh, and they're all coming together as a team ah oh, and then the characters don't hardly change at all you like what you know from them at the beginning of the movie is basically what you know of them at the end of the movie <laughs> yeah right yeah like there isn't much more that gets built on on top of that like yeah leo has a bit of a character arc where he learns how to trust gallo and not take everything on on himself and gallo learns more that the things that he's believed in this whole time have basically been a lie but other than that like you don't get to learn more about these characters and and much more than that and it's it's a bit disappointing but i understand that that's that wasn't their focus and that they had a limited amount of time to convey these characters so they gave them super strong character designs which i loved um i had only wanted their writing to be as good as the character designs yeah and obviously i think like the thing about Promare is that it's such a such a distillation of everything that Studio Trigger Gainax has really ever done in like yes. this space. Like <laughs> it's like everything that was ever good about yes. any of those shows distilled yes. into like a two hour movie. So yes. I I definitely agree. Like I think if the movie was longer, honestly, like there is very little that I would be able to point out that I would actively be like, well, you you could just like you know cut this for some other stuff. Like it's such sure. a tightly written, like it's such a tight. 
I'm not gonna say tightly written, but it's a it's a tight experience. Yeah. <laughs> and I completely understand if they yeah. took some of these moments away to do yeah. other stuff, it would yeah. the impact would not be as strong. And I think sure. they knew that and they really focused on that. Like, um Yeah. The fact that all of the the sort of central characters become apparent about like 20, 20 to thirty minutes in is I, yeah. I think something that happens on purpose. And Yeah, and, and that's fair. Um I I think it's because I went in expecting that would be the case, right? I expected right. for Trigger to like punch me in the face with how good its animations would be, that I would have a lot of fun watching it, which I did. Yeah. I would get very hyped for it, but that the writing for the characters would not would be, necessarily eh. live up to my expectations. Right. Because I mean, that's how it is with all their shows, unfortunately I got, for me. I got the level of Kill the Kill, at least. Yes. So yes. I'm personally satisfied with it. Right. But I think that's that's a gripe that I've had with all of their works, and I think I just need to I, come to terms with the fact that I gotta take them for as they are. <laughs> I, I think so, and I think especially more so in a movie. Yeah. Like, the reason that I, I'm so willing to overlook it in this in this movie is mm-hmm. because, like, they've sort of consciously chosen to focus on other stuff, and they've, they've yeah. refined it to such a point that yeah. it just kind of makes up for it honestly like sure you know the characters are basically as they appear like gallo is is your straightforward protagonist who just yells a lot like he's basically yeah. like if kamina was the main character of gurren lagan the whole time yep and it's kind of fucking great <laughs> like leo is is incredibly prickly and he just needs to learn how to trust people uh-huh. And he does, and that's kind uh-huh. of fucking great. <laughs> uh-huh. You know the governor is bad news bears, and yes. he is. Yes. And it becomes worse news bears, and you're like, oh shit. <laughs> and, like, that's basically the characters that you have. Like, you yeah. have a little bit about, like, you know, Aina, the, the pink-haired one, and, and her sister. Yes. Like, you have a little a little thing about that, and you're like, oh, I see where this is this is going. You know, it's like, it's going to, like, be like this, and she's going to learn, like, oh, yeah. I, n- I never should have trusted you, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Right? I do like those, their arc. I like their story I think lot. I think it's good, yeah. I think yeah. It, it reminds me a lot of the way that um, Kimetsu no Yaiba's story is written, in that it's so fast, and it uses um, shonen tropes as shortcuts. Like... Mm-hmm. They're basically fast tracks to um, understanding uh, and like, I would almost say to empathizing with characters because I think it's a lot, very easy to get invested in the story because it's so straightforward. Like they really don't have any kind of like complexity about it whatsoever. (laughs) And that makes it really easy to engage with characters. And while that can be, not as interesting in a series, I think it really works in a movie. Mm-hmm. Like I, honestly, it feels like Trigger's very suited to making movies. That's what I was thinking this whole time. Is because even though I loved Kill a Kill and of course Guru right, exactly. and and all of that, their series tends to. I mean, like a lot of anime series, tends to slow down a lot in the middle. Like, yeah, yeah. I had to force myself through a lot of the middle of Gruen Lagan again with Kill a Kill, and it was, it was like I, I, I didn't understand. I was like, I'm about to drop off these anime, but I know that they, like, end very like bombastically. So I gotta watch it through to the right. end. 
And so the fact that they were able to compress that experience into a movie meant that that draggy long bit of the middle gets shortened by quite a bit in right. a two-hour yes. movie, which is like, I think that's great. I I think they definitely played to all of their strengths in I mean, this movie. I also think that this movie may be the single most like fun movie I've ever seen. Like It was so fun! <laughs> because it's so fun, and you can yeah. tell that the people making it are having the time of their fucking lives. Yeah, they're having like, we're making such something a good time. And we're having a lot of fun doing it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I... I mean, I... Fuck, dude, it was it was good. Like, I, yeah. I think that... <laughs> obviously, there are, are certain things that they have sacrificed uh, to make... Uh, to focus on other things, right? Yeah. Um, character writing and like character development i would say being one of them yeah like the arcs are pretty straightforward they're they're nothing new they're nothing that special but because they're executed very well and because everything else about it is so good it kind of comes to a place where it's a lot easier to come to terms with and accept that than it would be otherwise like right if the main character of promare was Simone, it would not be a good movie. <laughs> like, I I think that Simone is a great, like, probably the best character that these people have ever written in terms of, like, yeah. a, a leading character. But he would he only really works in a series because you need that long development time that doesn't come in yeah. a movie. Like, you could do it. I don't think it would be as strong as Gallo just being, you know, a, a very, a very... I mean, he's a himbo. Like... <laughs> he is essentially like I'm trying to do the the right thing, but yeah. the thing that he thinks is right is something that people have been lying to him about forever. Yeah. And then when he yeah. when he learns that he's like, oh no, yeah, fuck off! I'm gonna go over there, yeah, and be with my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I'm uh-huh. I'm very I'm very glad about that. Like. Mm-hmm. They they know what worked, and sure. they know what would work in a movie. And to be fair, they did turn Gurren into three movies. So, in all they fairness, did. like they seem to like making movies because, like, they yeah yeah. As as good as you know, Kill a Kill is, and like Little Witch Academia is at times. Like a lot of trigger stuff can. Not be as good if they try to tackle a more like complicated, serious show. Like, yeah. Darling the Franks was not good. Kisniper was okay. <laughs> it wasn't good. Well, right. And one of my favorite works by them was freaking Space Patrol Luluco, which uh, yes. was super simple. Absolutely. But, and also a short form. So it just worked. <laughs> well, and th- this is why this is why I'm just saying that like everything that Studio Trigger ever really makes is basically just the same thing in a different it is setting. The same thing. <laughs> like all of the characters are the same, all of the the yes. story beats are the exact same, but they're yes. having so much fun doing it that you can't yeah. help but kind of tag along. Like yeah. turn your brain off and just watch the, the movie. Like yeah, Space Patrol Luluco actually I think was really good, and to be honest, I got surprisingly invested in it. Like even at the yes. end, I was like. Whoa! Yes, I'm like feeling yeah. emotions. Whoa! Right, I was like, where, where is this going from? I didn't, because I didn't know that I was already invested in these babies. Because <laughs> it was, it was like everything that that you know, Studio Trigger is is good at, distilled into yeah. a shorter format that really mm-hmm. 
helps. Like, mm-hmm. I think when they have more time, they don't really know what to do with it. Exactly. Like, they just that's kind of exactly want to string shit together and make yep. things fight, which yep. I get. And that's valid. And it's really good. Yeah. And this is like maybe the perfect version of that. Yeah. Like, I, I sincerely cannot think of a way that they could go more in that direction without just like ruining anything right like too too far and you get to a point where things start to become incomprehensible but like there's just enough breathing time in the middle like like uh, 25 35 minutes in that the next sort of action sequences feel pretty good right and like stuff is continuing to happen like it's very much a we're not gonna overstay our welcome with with this stuff and right I definitely agree. Like, I would have liked to see more and learn more about the the burning rescue members. Yeah, and and yet at the same time, it's because we know that they wouldn't really know what to do with the extra time. I feel right. like it would be they, wasted. It it would so. it probably wouldn't be good anyway. Is the thing. yeah. <laughs> so that's probably fine. It's probably for the best that they cut it down and cut it out. <laughs> any any extraneous stuff that. We would have liked to have been used toward characterization. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also I also think it's really funny that they use Aina to basically like het bait. <gasps> they did. Yes. Yes, they did. <laughs> you know, they did. I saw it they and I was just it. like, I was like, mm, here we go. I rolled my eyes during that part <laughs> when they were on the lake and I was like, OK, whatever. And then later on. <laughs> and then you were like, <laughs> That like the scene happens where they like where he's just like, well, I guess I got to do this. And I'm like, there is no reason that you have to do this. (laughs) And then they 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 kiss for medical reasons. It's medical reasons. Definitely medical. Definitely medical reasons and nothing else. Yep. My God, it was good. What, oh what I like about it is that they they kind of like hint that she's like mm, she she maybe has feelings for him for Gallo, but then they just don't revisit. They it. just drop it off right there because they they're like this doesn't it. matter. Fuck yeah. off. <laughs> they like dunk like, that shit in the trash can. They're like out of here. <laughs> like <laughs> there is like. <laughs> The scene where that happens, where like yeah. they're kissing, yeah. lingers for so long. It was so long. See, this is the thing though, is that <laughs> like you could say it's just for medical reasons and whatever. Like the people who actually are so against any kind of like potential romantic whatever hijinks between these two characters. Yes, you could say that it's just because he wanted Strictly to breathe medical. some life into this boy. <laughs> but they spent so long the on scene this was, scene. I, I swear to God, it is at least 10 to 15 seconds uninterrupted. Yes. It's so long. So long. Like, I was, I was like so hyped for that moment because I was like, oh, here it comes. Here it comes. They're going to do it. <laughs> And I was shocked at how long they lingered on that scene. I was like, oh my god, they mean business. That's so real. Because they put it right at that, right at the moment where 
in any other movie you would expect like the hero gets the big kiss from the girl or whatever or you know right like like they're having like a very dramatic moment the climax you know and then they put this this <laughs> scene there <laughs> it's well the, the thing is it is extremely the same energy as it's like basically yes. if you had two characters like and they had like one did cpr to the other and it's yes. supposed to be like oh this isn't romantic but secretly they both like it like that's literally what this is <laughs> Like, and they linger on it for so long that there's no way that they didn't intentionally use it as a focus to be yes. like, guys. Yes, guys, look at this. Like, they did that, and then they used the power of their relationship to uh, fix the planet. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Yes. It's so, it's so good. Okay. Uh. It's very gay. Uh, Let's talk about so, the plot. Wait, before we move oh, on. Oh, before we move on. We have to mention Mayumi Shintani. Makes oh, that's right. One of the characters return. is Mayumi Shintani. <laughs> and it's the small one. The small one. The quirky one, as always. <laughs> you know what? Mayumi Shintani can continue to voice trigger characters for the rest of my mortal existence, and I will continue to be happy about it. Uh, yeah, Me too, though. Every time I hear your voice, I'll be like... Hey. <laughs> Listen, Mayumi Shintani is my favorite studio trigger character. She's great. <laughs> you got you got straightforward you got Himbo, you got yeah. Prickly, you got uh-huh. Mayumi Shintani <laughs> and Bad Guy. <laughs> the bad guy. <laughs> so, um uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um let's talk about the plot, which is pretty straightforward aside from like a little bit of like trigger twisty. They 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 compressed all the twisties into like one maybe like ten minute segment, which I was really impressed by. Yeah, they were very good about it. I think, <laughs> like, because here's here's the thing about um a lot of a lot of like Japanese like I think anim uh, or uh, a lot of Japanese movies do this where they have the kind of like slideshow explanation, like yes. literally it's just click explanation click it's like a literal powerpoint presentation and studio trigger is especially blatant about doing this where their explanation their exposition is always just da 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 like yes here is here is the backstory here is what happened right that's exactly what they did like when they first uh started talking about foresight's backstory I was like, oh, here it is. <laughs> Here's the slideshow. And it literally right. went by like a slideshow. And they and literally like, play Whoa. it like a slideshow. They're so blatant about it. <laughs> and uh, honestly, like, it just it just goes to show you that they just don't give like a, f- a shit, like even a single fuck about and any it, it of works. this. It and works. It works because they're like, th- these are necessary story beats. You actually need to know this, but we, we got to move on. <laughs> Right, and like that—that's why this is such a good distillation. Because they understand like how just how much they can get away with not saying things. Yeah, they're like, okay, so here is everything that has happened in a in a five to ten minute segment. The promare, which is the fire, is aliens. That's what causes burnish. <laughs> we made a giant robot because reasons. The dude shot me, and he's a bad guy. Go. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, oh, parallel universes, blah, blah, blah. You don't really actually need to understand all this stuff. Look at Gallo. He's asleep. All right, let's keep going. (laughs) And then, like, 
like the whole movie is so fun and a little bit tongue in cheek the whole time. Like the the robot like that they un- unearth is Deus Ex Machina. Oh my god, That's, the- it's so silly. Dude, my, the theater that I was watching it in just like <laughs> erupted at that moment. They were screaming so and they were laughing. Oh my god, it was so funny. <laughs> I think. <laughs> This is such... I I will say that watching Promare is one of the best experiences, like, in a full theater. Because everybody, you can tell, is having such a fucking great time watching it. Yes. People are yelling. They're laughing. They're like, Woo! Deus Ex Machina! Like, everybody's cheering. And, like, you kind of get wrapped up in that moment of, like, really being engaged on a very human level, like, tangentially with all these people while watching something that's just super fun like it's such yeah. a fun time yeah it's literally just two straight hours of i am enjoying myself immensely right exactly which is so you rare sit there with days. a big old smile on your face yeah <laughs> it, it is it is a movie that you cannot help but grin while watching because you're like oh damn yep. here comes the robot smackdown <laughs> and also of course it's a drill because you know it's trigger. Because it's frigging trigger. <laughs> they have to have a drill. They need a drill. A drill to drill. And then and then they got they like got tie and like fucking duo pilot a mech Ugh. that is just the ship mech that of that is just them having their Pacific Ugh. Rim relationship. It's it's just it's Evangelion three point It's it's the Ava three that we've always it's, wanted. It's it's Galo de Leon, Galo which de Leon. I was sitting there. I was just like Galo de Leon, Evangelion, Galo de Leon, Evangelion. <laughs> I was like, they they had to have done this on purpose. They had to have made these names that similar on purpose. <laughs> also, just just a side note about the characters, um, Galo. I just love that he's just an unapologetic weeb. Like yeah. he's just like. My burning firefighter spirit with this firefighting stick from the east. He's such a fucking nerd. He reminds me a bit of Owain. He's so Owain. Incredibly. <laughs> He's like, oh man, I can't get into this. He's like, okay, cool. <laughs> I'll make the robot cool for you. And he's yeah, like, this Leo's makes me feel right so good. <laughs> See, that's more of the stuff that I wanted to see. It was more of that little bit of, like, you know. <laughs> yeah. He's not just about burning soul. He's also got a bit of other quirk to him, too. Yeah. I, well, the thing is, like, like Gallo is, like, one of the characters that gets to that. Because he's one of, like, three and a half characters. Yes. So it's true. It's very true. fair. Very fair. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I think that, like, the overarching plot is is fine. Like, it works it it doesn't have anything that it doesn't need to. It is so, like, just barefaced honest about what it is that you, you can't help but be like, oh, okay, Studio Trigger, you can do that. I'll let you get away with it this time, you scamps. Scamps? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, basically, uh, the plot begins with people... Uh, it, it begins with, like, the emergence of the burnish which is when people start becoming fire people and, and yeah. setting the planet on fire. And then a big fire I mean, I happens. I really felt it, though. Like It's pretty when, good. When the people, when that guy was getting anxiety over getting pushed around in the train 
or when that guy was sitting in traffic. I was like, I feel this in my heart. Yeah, so there's much. there's literally like it was funny because uh, they they showed the Golden Gate Bridge and I was like, oh hey, that's me. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but like, boy, I. I I because like the thing is there's not a lot of um I don't think there's any dialogue in that in that opening sequence, but it's still so good. I think the only dialogue, if I remember correctly, was like a news report or something basically giving you the yeah, exposition on, on Burnish, yeah. Right, but the whole intro sequence where they like actually explode is is like yeah. basically unvoiced. And it's so good in terms of visual storytelling. Like it's so yeah. good. Yeah, it's spot on. And I was like, man, if I was under that much stress. I too would I probably too would combust explode. into flames if I was a burnish. <laughs> yeah, um, and then they caused a big, big catastrophe called the Great Blaze. I think it was what yes. it was called. Uh, Something, and it, yeah. And it basically destroyed most of the world. But then they rebuilt yeah. a, a big city, and now most people just live in that one. And there's yeah. terrorists called Mad Burnish uh, who are like, "Stop oppressing us, Jesus Christ, please." Yeah, because they basically got into a point where they hunt them down like. Like like animals and and put them away. Right. Um. It it I was like, mm, I see. It was we're uncomfortable because we live in America. <laughs> and this is true. Are happening here that are. Mm, <laughs> well, I I think not the, all that different. The sort of outer level of all of it is very couched in like current like anxieties like. There's very much, you know, the people who are uh, being oppressed and, like, um, the laws are being used against them and they're being, like, sort of, quote-unquote, unlawfully, but, like, really, like, or quote-unquote lawfully, I should say, um, being, like, arrested just because they can be. Yeah, because, I like, mean, it's an easy way to sort of, like, bl- like blame someone for your problems. Right. I think it, it plays into a lot of the political unrest that... I mean, countries all over the world are feeling right now. I mean, of course, right. we have the more obvious obvious examples of like the Hong Kong protests and stuff like that. But yeah, I think it. I think anyone from basically any country can relate to the fact that uh, government coming after you. Uh. Yeah, basically, it's like government and corporation it has become the same thing, which is not a subtle yeah. like it's not subtle. No, um, and then you have, and then you have the fact that the the dude in charge of all of that is literally going to escape the planet using yep. disgusting amounts of human sacrifice with Jeff Bezos, <laughs> which is like, so I mean, it, it kind of reminds you of something that's like happening like right now, where rich people are like, we're researching a lot of spacecraft using the billions of dollars that we have from I don't know, not paying our workers a living wage. Yeah, and we'll take, you know, the chosen few with us on our limited amount of space on our spacecrafts and we'll just heck off of this dying planet. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like I I I I can't imagine that it's it's an accident. And even if it was, like it doesn't don't really matter because like the end effect of it is very much like pointed at these like really powerful figures that are doing this. Yeah. And like being like, well, you could help people or at the very least, we could all try to solve this together instead of, I don't know, burning up humans as a literal fuel, which is not a very subtle metaphor for the horrors of capitalism. (laughs) Or putting people on ice. Yeah, literally on ice. Like, Uh... I mean, it's not (laughs) at least as far as America goes, like it is very Uh... applicable. 
<laughs> oh no, people abusing their power and you know uh, the sort of uh, unjust formation of of justice and government to like oppress people and use them mm. as free labor prison systems uh, weird I, it's just so weird like it's a gotcha business oh man you sound really ill over there are you all right man <laughs> i don't know i think it's the 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 crushing weight of capitalism that's getting oh, you al- you're allergic i i understand yeah so I, like it's <laughs> what like while it is like it's not like um it's not like a super deep like anime movie oh no no like as anything by studio trigger is not really that deep it it does address things that are are quite relevant and applicable to like you know things things now and like the solution is is basically like well we're gonna put our hands together and work together but like actually a little bit like maybe right like uh, that and you know topple your corrupt government (laughs) i i do think that it is Poignant that they geared this uh, towards this a, like a towards more, a more general, general younger, audience, possibly and especially audience, for yeah. a potentially younger audience, right? Right. So that they would, uh, even they would be able to understand the the general impressions that this movie is giving in terms of like, ah, uh, this guy that was apparently like the the lead of everything turned out to be you know not great towards well, his right. fellow man because it's know? it's like. There is a sort of anti-corporatism in a lot mm-hmm. of uh, movies, even though they're commercial enterprises. Um, right. And it's something that uh, so it's it's something that uh, Mark Fisher talks about in his book, Capitalist Realism, where a lot of movies will have um, anti-corporate messages so that when you watch them, you can just like kind of feel good about it without really doing anything. Like, right, it's very yes. much a, like, performative anti-corporatism. And, like, yes. yeah. Like, obviously, that that is definitely a part of it. it. But it is also so pointed. Like, yes, literally, they are trying to escape the planet because it yep. sucks. Yeah. And they're like, well, we can't do anything about this. So instead of, you know, like taking a chance, basically, we're going to do the thing that we know we could do and just run away from our problems. Yeah. And, you know, and I I do think that there is something to be said about the fact that they connect all these issues like there. It shows that these are all connected issues, that the reason that they're able to even like create this warp drive that like gets them out of there is because they're unlawfully imprisoning people to use mm-hmm. as human fuel. So it's mm-hmm. literally about the cycle of like, like capitalist society where those who are already disadvantaged get taken to prison and use as free labor for corporations to make mm-hmm. more profit so that you know mm-hmm. their rich corporate ceos can eventually leave the planet like it is right. not subtle <laughs> it's so not subtle <laughs> and and it all wraps into the fact that it's killing the planet faster at least in burnish Right, exactly, and the, <laughs> cap- capitalism. It's I. I will say it is a it is a shockingly anti-capitalist piece. I for wasn't really something that comes this. out of yeah. Japan. Like, yeah, I was like, and, really? And, and we've we've talked about this before, where obviously, yeah. like, it is not, it is not like Japan is not aware of these issues so much yeah. that like the government has a lot of control um, over, like what gets put out in terms of media 
Like right. it is very easy for your your sort of uh, studio to come under some some amount of scrutiny for that for that sort of stuff, which is why. You know, they just kind of tread where they can in terms of things like LGBT representation and the like. And so, like, I am a little surprised because, um, like, I am surprised that I'm not, right? Because, like, if if there was anywhere that was going to, like, see straight to the heart of this issue, it was going to be, like, hella corporate, like, destruction of humanity Japan, where they're, like, grinding people into dust in their corporate ladders. But, like... For some reason, I just like didn't expect it in a Trigger movie. Like I, I think Studio Trigger especially right. has right. not traditionally, I don't think, ever been a studio that has ever kind of pushed boundaries. And, I, I, and at this point, really, I don't think this is a very boundary-pushing issue. I think most people can agree, well, the planet is in trouble if we don't keep, like, if we don't do something about this thing that we keep doing that is probably pretty bad. Yeah, I don't think they've ever taken like such a hugely like in your face strong stance in terms of like right politics, right? Or, or you know, well, like Studio Trigger is also like Studio Trigger is such a like boys club kind of studio from the outset. Like this is right. like so much what it seems like. Like of course this is the studio that put out Gurren Lagann and Kill a Kill. It seems like such a male oriented studio that like. Right. Like, I feel like if they did do, like, take a stance on this kind of stuff, like, it was either more subtle or it was just that, like, under the radar, like, not important to the central themes of the story that, like... Right, but I think it all connects, and I think it all does so quite, quite cleanly. Yeah, at least in this story, like, for sure. Like, I I was, I was completely on board for... (laughs) Well, because, like, I I think it's the first time that I've ever seen a, a trigger work that has such a, like... Um, clearly defined point to make, right? Because the thing about Gurren Lagann is like, well, the point is any other shonen anime just cranked up to like you know thirteen, where it's just like, <laughs> okay, never give up. You can't ever yeah. give up. You have to keep moving yeah. forward, even if you lose people. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it's gonna be hard, but you gotta keep keep going. And yeah. like, Kill a Kill is like about I don't I, I, I accepting yourself. This is coming of age stories. Learn is, about yourself. Family bonds. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it is a coming of age story, and and I yeah. will say that like Dog in the Franks was ostensibly about like the lack of sexual freedom. I think not that We're I ever watched Japan. It. Let's go. Right, chop, exactly. Chop. It's Shinzo Abe's like big plan to repopulate <laughs> Japan. He's like, make them fuck. <laughs> oh. And don't put in any of our war crimes. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, this this one actually feels like it has a point to it. Like, and and uh, more to the point, it feels like that everyone kind of on the project understands the point. They're like, oh yeah, 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 I get you, I get you. Because <laughs> like before, even if they had like a quote unquote message to like say, it it always felt a little bit like. They were a little bit confused about how to convey it. This one doesn't seem like that way. Yeah, it felt more muddled in the other series versus this movie. Yeah, there there's a very like there's a very strong sense of clarity to this. Yeah. I mean, I'm down. Yeah. They want to keep I'm, doing I'm, this kind I'm of work. I'm down. Listen, I <laughs> <laughs> So, literally everything they do is the same story over and over again with a different focus. We just have to accept that at this point everything is just an increasingly specific and obscure Grin Lagan AU. 
Bro, they have not moved on. <laughs> they have not moved on. They have never moved on. And honestly, I guess I'm fine with it. Like, I'll take it. Honestly. If, if they keep putting out shit like Promare, I will keep watching it. I'm so easy. I'm so easy to entertain. Uh, me over here, I'm like, I mean, they could do a couple of this and that is a little bit better, but overall, like, they're just gonna keep doing whatever they want. <laughs> obviously, I would, I would like to see a a series that they're able to do that is more like um, mature and like focused on character development and character arcs and like you know complex writing. Sure, because but I think I that would be kind of a cool be... thing. It would be cool, but I also wonder, would that be too far of a departure from typical Trigger? Right. right? Like, I think I think the thing is, it just doesn't really resonate necessarily with the studio. Because the works that they have put out that are in that vein are very pretty. But they're pretty in the same way that something like a KyoAni work is pretty. And KyoAni is a, has a better writing team. So, like... Or, like, they adapt <laughs> things that have already, been, have like, decent enough stories. So, like, I think... Right. Unless they're willing to bring someone else on board to, like, write a, a cohesive sort of well-written and uh, complex story, I like, I, I don't think it really plays to their strengths, and I think yeah. that's fine. I think... I, I, I think that's fair. I, I think the thing is, it is perfectly fine to have a studio that is just 100% focused on blow-your-eyes amazing animation <laughs> and just having a great time. And if that's Studio yes. Trigger, I will... 100% be on board for that. You, like, yeah, because you, you know what you're at least getting into with a right. trigger work. Like, the, the thing is, like, th shows like Mob Psycho are that perfect blend of perfect oh, animation yes. and perfect yes. emotionally impactful yes. storytelling and perfect yes. character, character writing and development. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, a lot of shoujo manga uh, or, like, um, Jose manga has these very like kind of complex things the animation adaptations of those because they're not meant for like very like not intended for super large audiences really that's a very specific focused market they don't tend to focus as much on animation and sometimes it just doesn't look as good even if the writing is really good and then you have stuff like studio trigger over here just making like well i mean what if we just make people fight for no reason and they're like that sounds fine to me and i'm like that sounds fine to me <laughs> it's right i think when they get too ambitious it doesn't really necessarily work out like i think darling in the franks was a very ambitious project and it just never mm. really came together and kisniver i think was kind of i don't think kisniver was as ambitious like i think it was playing a little bit out of their normal comfort zone and i think that's fine it obviously was not that good of a series but it wasn't the worst even though i think it was basically just like a worse kokoro connect it looked a little better <laughs> but like right you know i'm perfectly fine with having a studio that's focused around that especially because trigger shits out original works and i say original in quotes like it's nothing because so many studios are focused around adaptation and they don't mm -hmm. really make a ton of new original stuff aside from um production ig i think is the studio mm -hmm. that just keeps making the like the new cool looking action series like the cool looking hollow action series every season um because i think production ig did uh um, Sirius the Jaeger. Uh-huh, yeah. 
uh, I might be getting studios mixed up, but like that studio t- tends to make some pretty high quality original works. But like, I-, I think a lot of there's a lot of credit to be had here for the fact that Studio Trigger is still making quote unquote original works, even if they're basically the same story. Yeah, it was uh, PA Works. Oh, PA Works. Yeah, it was PA Works. I was thinking of Production IG. I think adapts like Attack on Titan or something. I don't know. Um. PA Works, yeah, I think does a lot of uh, pretty decent stuff. Um, and a lot of it is original stuff. Because I think it's a huge studio, actually. Yeah? Or maybe it's a new studio. I don't remember. I cannot get studios straight in my head right now. Um, but yeah, like, a lot of really good anime comes from, from manga. But there's something to be said about really good anime that just comes out of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, Promare is just mm, so good. It just came out of every other trigger work. <laughs> right. They just distilled it down into a delicious cold brew of, yeah. of trigger. And it it yeah. really works. I like I, I can't stress this enough. It just works. And that's it, sometimes it all I want from a trigger work. <laughs> Please just work. <laughs> Please just function. I just beg of you. Yeah. That's all I need. Yeah. So uh so yeah. I mean like even if the character writing isn't as strong as it could be in a different, like from a different studio or um, in a different piece, I was still so invested in this movie because it's so bombastic. Where like yeah. when when because it's like it's it's like you're you're a kid again and you're at one of those like live action Power Ranger shows and they're like, oh no, you have to cheer for us to give us power and you're like, yeah, go. <laughs> What and I, then they like find, get up and you're like <laughs> what i find interesting is that uh when trigger you know worked on uh Gridman, like right. that seemed Gridman like was good. the prime right the prime opportunity to have something like this where it would be like a case of like you know you want the kids to get up and start cheering because it's a tokusatsu anime. right yeah and yet the the writing for the characters i felt like was a lot more mature you know what? i was surprised actually yeah series. yeah so i think that's interesting well i, <laughs> I, think, that, again, I think that grid, Gridman is like what what certain like it, i i definitely agree like i think that the studio is really coming into its own and like really yeah. getting a grasp on what it can do obviously we'll have yeah. to wait till whatever they put out next to to make a, right. a distinctive judgment about that but i yeah. i definitely agree gridman was surprisingly good and like what i was really surprised about with with gridman is yeah. their willingness to just not answer certain things like right. just to leave you to do it, it felt yes like a such a departure in terms of like how Studio Trigger tells stories like in the right. like slideshow click 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 like they were really willing to just let you like infer what happened and that was really cool. Yeah, so, yeah it was it was very different and I was really surprised. I was like, is this where they're gonna go from now on? Or like I wasn't I didn't I wasn't aware that they were possible it was possible for them to make this kind of series. Granted, it was a collaboration with right. uh, Tsuburaya Productions, but still it was. It was really surprising to see it come out of them, like considering we had just gotten Darling of the Frogs, which was a hot mess, oh, it was and so then they bad. produced <laughs> Gridman, which was really pretty, great, pretty so, good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I tend to agree. I think that like Studio Trigger has a bright future ahead of them in terms yeah. of of like think all signs point to yes in terms yeah. of like <laughs> new series. Yes. And like yes, it's really on yeah. them to to show us what they what they can do. Like if they can yeah. mix something that's really fun to watch with like really mature 
sort of um and like uh writing i i think that like something really really special come out as as is i think that promare is like the perfect distillation of everything that they've done in the like bombastic over the top we're gonna really just fucking go for it like right obviously it is not as like batshit ridiculous as uh gurren lagan gets at the end where there is a there <laughs> like is a dude piloting a mech in another mech in another bigger mech fighting like the god of nihilism and then yeah. he jumps his like smaller uh, his uh second mech jumps out of the the biggest mech and then the smaller yes. mech jumps out of that mech and then yeah. the mech that is literally just his head pops out and then that yeah he just fucking jumps out of and but like no it's not necessarily that but it feels so similar in terms of how over the top it is and the animation is so ridiculously mind-blowingly gorgeous yeah that you're just kind of along for the ride like it's it's yeah they take you for I'm- a ride they do, and and I mean, granted, it doesn't have all the mechs and the mechs and mechs. At least, like, I mean, there were a couple parts where there was a mech inside a mech. Yeah. But overall, like, I think they made up for it in terms of like how many freaking transformations people. Oh went yeah. Through. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like <was> so many. <laughs> the scale isn't as as huge, but it's yeah. perfectly adequate because it still feels so 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 bombastic. <laughs> So, yeah, oh, um, if you have the opportunity, I would absolutely 100% recommend watching Promare. I yep. I do realize in saying that most people will just have to wait until uh, they can either get their hands on a Blu-ray or they just they just pirate it online. Because the thing is, uh, unfortunately for all of us weebs that watch anime, anime movies are really hard to fucking find in theaters. Yeah. I'm I'm really glad that Premiere had like its own debut or premiere right. or whatever, so that people could at least. I hope I hope that people really it. pick up these movies and keep them going mm. for long because I really wanted to watch yeah. Penguin Highway, but I never got the chance to. Oh my god, I wanted to watch that too. Ah! Oh, it looked so good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like I really really enjoyed Premiere. I think it was probably the best thing that Trigger has ever pumped out like put out. I think are kind of, I it's kind of I am honestly I'm inclined to agree. Like I I want to own this movie and I want to rewatch it many times over and enjoy it many times over again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. I think that about wraps it up. Uh that about wraps up all my thoughts on it. At least before I might possibly have a second viewing tomorrow. No Ooh. no promises. Um no <laughs> chance. Um no, like there's a chance that might not happen. Um but you know there's a chance it might, so I might as well. Uh, where can we find you on the internet? What, what are you up to? I will be working on Inktober. I am also finishing up a couple of commissions on my Twitch, so you can find me on uh, Twitch at Swandron. I'm also on Twitter at Swandron and on Instagram at Swan.Dron. I'll probably be posting some of my Inktober stuff when I am able to catch up and post them in batches <laughs> like I did last year. Fair enough. Um, Fair enough. As long as you're doing yeah, it. So, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. I hope I can keep up. So that's what I'll be up to basically for the rest of the month. Um, yeah, I'll be fun. What about you? Uh, you can find me all the places at Literal Soup, um, as always. I 
am going to be going to Big Bad Con, obviously. Uh, actually, by the time this episode goes up, I will be at Big Bad Con. So, you know, <laughs> there's uh, there's that. Um, other than that, I I don't know. I have some stuff in the, the pipeline um, that I obviously have to work on. Like, I want to um, finish Fire Emblem. I want to get some Destiny in. I want to finish some stuff in Grand Blue. Got a lot of stuff going on. Can play a lot of D and D. I'm gonna try to find a good place to wrap up my Thursday game. I think so that I can um, put an end to it. But aside from that, yeah, like I, I'll just be doing the normal stuff that I'm doing. I, I wish I could find some time to to get some reading in um, because I, when I was in uh, Portland, I obviously went to Powell's, the the really big bookstore, and I bought some books because I have a problem, and that problem is called <laughs> literature. I really like it. Weird. Weird. You gotta read them. I gotta, I gotta <laughs> read them. Yeah. So, um, hopefully, I, I might find some. I probably won't, because like obviously, I, I, I talk about this. I have a cue in my head. Uh huh. But yeah, um, that's all. That's all I'm up to, really. I'm, I'm just gonna be. I'm not even gonna be playing D and D this weekend, because like, I won't be here. I'll be playing probably other tabletop games, which will be fun. I don't have anything planned. I'm the worst. Like, you have to understand that when I go to conventions and stuff like that, I have zero plans. Like, there's a bunch of events you could sign up for at Big Bad, and I sign up for, like, maybe half of one. (laughs) I'm so bad at it. I'm literally just going to, like, wander around and see what happens. Like, I I mean, I'll go see my friends if they do, like, panels or whatever, you know. I think that'll be a good time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's. I mean, there's two types of convention goers: the ones who play it by ear and ones who plan out everything. So I think we know which which kind I mean, you are. <laughs> I am that kind of person when I travel as well. I have very yeah. little idea what I'm doing except for like two or three key things, and then mostly yeah. food. And I just land and I just yeah. sort of wing it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you can find our Twitter at AbsoluteCast and. Our Patreon at AbsoluteCast as well, I believe. I hope that's the truth. I'm going to check, double check to make sure it's at, at patreon.com slash adcast. Oh, I'm a fool. I'm a fool. <laughs> patreon.com slash adcast. Uh, our patrons that we have to thank. This this uh, episode is just for us for all this episode. Our opening is by Scott T Network and our ending is wow. by Takuma Okada. Yeah. Uh, aside from that, our next episode is probably going to be a summer wrap-up, and then the episode after that will obviously be the fall uh, uh, sampler. And between, between the, I know, we're so behind on anime, it's ridiculous. Like, we've all been, I've been super busy. We've and, all been. <laughs> um, there should be a, I'm going to look more into that Vimeo stuff that I was talking about earlier. There should be a trailer watch where we all watch the trailers and we decide what to watch um but yeah should be should be should be, uh, should be a good good season i think dr stone is continuing fire force might be continuing i'm not sure uh i don't know how, lo- how long that was when was slated for uh i don't know when the kimetsu no yaiba train arc like movie is coming out but i really want to watch that because boy oh i'm ready i'm so ready I'm so ready. I can't wait to see what they do with the movie budget. You know, movie movie time schedule and movie yeah. budget. Yeah, I mean, UFO table is already pretty silly. Yeah, and so and like, that's just in a in a weekly anime. 
Right, and in a weekly anime, like imagine that with on a movie scale. Like, I'm yeah, really excited. <laughs> I'm, I'm super, super looking forward to that. I they don't have an a, an announcement date for that, but I'm just I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. <laughs> okay. Well, I think I think that about wraps it up. We will see you next time. See you next time. <laughs> Baka me time. Yakuza themed, I guess. I don't know. I love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with that. Any of their songs, I'm good with, man. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, cool. ね